Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Because I know you got to get on out of here. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of All Ball Chicago. I'm your co-host, Robert Bobby Reed, and I got the legend, the NBA veteran, the McDonald's All-American, your host, Marcus, living in the building. What's up, Marcus? What's going on, my beautiful people? All is well on my end. And we got a special guest in here, one of my favorite players from back in the day, uh, ABA Hall of Famer, NBA Hall of Famer, well, the Chicago Bulls, one of my favorite players of all time. Give it up for the big fella, man, Honest Gilmore. What's up, big fella? All right. Okay. Thank you. Man, what an introduction. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. Good to catch up with you guys. And like you guys are doing it upright now, especially with uh, this this new technology. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, artist and artists, we know you got you, you got to make some runs, man. But we we I just want to thank you, man, for you know even giving us this opportunity to talk to you a little bit while we while we can. Uh, but you had an awesome career, uh, and Chicagoans they they love them some artists Gilmore, man. A lot of people was talking about the Afro. Some people was talking about the pork chop uh, sideburns. Yeah. Uh, and then you you know your short shorts that you had on back in the yeah. day. <laughs> So tell us some of the remember the memories you had playing in Chicago. Well, uh, it, it was um, really kind of a unique experience. Uh, you know, you're reflecting back on the Chicago Bulls. I think they had, you know, they were probably celebrating close to about 25 years a bit. You know, uh, been having the, the existence of a, a a franchise, and so they were fairly young, and they've had gone through some uh, some. Uh, transition period with players and, you know, players injured, uh, Bob Love and Jerry Sloan and some of the key people. But then when the league merged, you know, I was, uh, I came aboard. I was one of the first players. And then we had uh, Scott May, who was a first round player from, uh, um, from Indiana. And, you know, he missed three years because of uh, injuries. And hmm. uh, you know, a combination of things happening to him for three years, but we we struggled a little bit. But we ended up having a, a um, we started off very poorly my first year there, but then we and we finished really really strong. We we played against the uh, Portland Trailblazers, Trailblazers and and Lionel Hollins and you know uh, Bill Walton, Maurice Lucas that really outstanding tantrum and then uh we we lost the series they end up and go they win the uh, championship mm-hmm. but uh that was the beginning of a of a six and a half year career in in chicago when i say half i went away to san antonio spent some years and then returned come back and got that little half in there <laughs> <laughs> So, so artists, uh, how did you get the nickname the A Train? Well, you know, when you think in terms of a, a train, you think about power, right? And that's what I exemplify when I went on the floor with just, well, not brutal strength, but yeah, I would say strong, you know. So, you know, being able to get things done with the uh, leverage and power, yeah, and so. You know, when they start introducing my, me on the court, they introduce everybody, 
we were the first organization probably to turn the lights down, those gas liners, and it, it, you know, after turning them off and introducing the players and and then uh, taking a few minutes for those things to come back up. But anyways, as the last player introduced uh, on the floor, and then that, uh, you know, everybody looking at those different nicknames and came up with the A train and, you know, it stuck and and uh, become part of my identity. It fits you perfect too, man. It fits you perfect. And, and I remember my dad telling me some stories about, you know, cause my dad watched you play a lot. And he was like, man, he was just so strong. Uh, like you can, your hands, did you do a lot of hand exercises, man? To get, or just natural? Cause I mean, you, you had that ball and you just like tore it, toy it around like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just uh, developing you know, a firm grip, you know, uh, there was a, a few little exercises, but you know, not like the mindset and the trained athletes today. They have their own, have their individual trainers and individual uh, dietitian, and mm. and just everything is so different now. But yeah, I had a somewhat of a a nice little firm grip, and I was pretty, pretty proud of it. <laughs> Yeah, you did you think you could play you could play in this era though? Uh because you were fast though. You were a you were a big man, but you were fast. I saw some videos, man. You were run up and down that court like it's like nothing. Yeah, absolutely. And uh transition up and down the floor and and playing the perimeter, you know, the big guys uh uh we talk, you know, speak about the evolution of the game and how the big the, the big guys kind of rotated round and out, but you know, uh as as um there was only a very, uh, just select few guys who really played, you know, Bob Lanier, Bill mm -hmm. Russell came out. They call it the sixth play. He was number six. Okay. This is six. That's <laughs> number six. But anyways, they call it the sixth play. Bill Russell come out and do the pick and roll, go to the basket. And you look at uh, uh, Bill, uh, Bill Walton and um, Wilt Chamberlain had the little bank shot off the, the glass and, uh, you know, it just selected. Uh, Bob Lanier had a little left-handed jumper from the from the around the perimeter, and uh, you know, Jack Sickman, uh, all of the great centers. It, it's kind of in and out, you know. Mm -hmm. West Hunsell, uh playing the perimeter, but we, you know, we really never focus on it until we start observing today's young players, and and then you had guys like Stephon Curry who pushed the uh, the marker back a little farther, you know, so that's when all of a sudden the attention start focusing on this evolution of evolutionary changes of, of, of athlete interchangeable athletes on the floor. Right. And, and, and a train, what was your go-to move? Like I try to tell these young generations, you got to have a go-to move. What was your go-to move? Was it the jump hook that you you mastered because you had a nice jump hook, or was it just getting close to that basket and I'm gonna rip it down? You know, that's the objective: getting that that high percentage shot, putting it away, making yeah. it count. Nobody's gonna block it, and <laughs> you know, I, I find the ways. And you mentioned the fact the strength, and and uh, I had a really little nice and a little quick move. Quick step, quick little dunk shot, but you know I was really comfortable with my hook shot, the little sweeping hook through the lane, and mm -hmm. and uh, when the the lane is clogged, you know you had to double team, 
it was nice to have that little jump hook as well. And so I, I had somewhat of a variety of things, but certainly the go-to and most comfortable and for certain shot, high percentage, high percentage shot was to get to the basket and put it away with the stuff. He was dunking every ball, Liv. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was dunking every ball. Was you left-handed? Left-handed, yes. I figured that. Yeah. Can I ask you a question real quick? Are you happy with the direction of the game right now that you see it from back when you came and then where it is right now? Well, what what I mentioned earlier, it's the evolution of the game. And I, I was, remember, if you look back a little bit, and certainly we started, we brought it in, the three-point play perimeter shot. Uh, and it kind of really, that opened up the floor and, and uh, provide you know, prevented that congested area where you're getting so much of a double team. Uh, guys could hit that shot. And then, you know, you guys, like I, I mentioned, Stephon Curry, he just, I mean, he has perfected this range. And I watch the guys go farther and farther away from the basket. But, you know, you talk about the early, speaking terms to the early decision when we played, you know, if a guy walked out on the floor and one of our guys, a guard, a forward, and he had two or three shots, and he missed two or three shots in a row. You know, he, the coach had a little hook. <laughs> you look it over your shoulder because, you, you know, step on the shoot. I mean, nine, 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 ten shots in a row, no big deal. Coach, keep shooting. You know, you got to keep shooting. It's about right. a confidence thing, and you know, uh, it was uh, the short time, short term live. If you missed a few shots, the coach had that authority to the point that, you know, I said, well, listen, it's about winning. And and my guy that's, that I have out there that's uh, that I, you know, go-to guy that's shooting from the perimeter, uh, he's already missed three shots. And, they've, and the, the opposing team is already capitalizing, taking it back to the other end of the floor and, and putting the shots away. So... Yeah, absolutely. These are things that, uh, you know, certainly uh, you know, that has uh, made the game interchangeable and different. And you have to, you know, evolve and grow with the game. And that's what we're, that, that's what it's about, you know, being able to make the adjustment and understand and appreciate what's happening on the floor with these young, talented uh, individuals today. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you are a true definition of a power center. And the reason why I say that, when I, when I looked up your stats um, as far as college go, we just talking about the college career, 22, 22 plus rebounds and 20, over 23 points a game in college for your career. You don't see centers putting up those type of numbers. I don't think you would probably ever see a center putting up those type of numbers uh, that you put up artists and, and that uh, the true definition of what you were all about. You were probably, you know, you gritty. You, you was like, I'm, 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 I'm going to get this rebound. This is my rebound. And when I right. get close to the basket, I'm going to do what I need to do when I get the ball. Right. Right. And, you know, and when we talk about that time frame and, and the success that I enjoyed in college, but you know, during that time, that was, one other little forward that was right behind me, and he was in that same category. And his name was uh, 
Julius Irvin. I think they called him Dr. J. Oh, <laughs> it was the two of you know. You're right. There have not been that many uh, uh, double double guys, you know, scoring, you know, in double figures as well as uh, doubling uh, on the rebound. And uh, Julius happened to be in that category as well. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, we uh, a couple times early on, we were we had a chance to sort of get together and play in all star games. And I thought about uh, said, well, you know, I led the nation. I was the first at the top of the list mm -hmm. in that double double category you're speaking of. But then there's, there was this other guy behind me. <laughs> right. He was right there. Wow, and, uh, Julius Irvin, Dr. J. So wow. Well, I we can't let you go without mentioning Wilt Chamberlain because a lot of people want to you know understand because I've never seen him play. Never can't find too many videos of him out there. Did he really actually score a hundred points in the ball in the ball game? Yeah, in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Yeah, you have to look it up. And the guys said they they wanted to make sure you know. And the weird thing about it is when he went to the free throw line that uh, he would, um, you know, uh, that they had that invisible plane right there where you, you know, you put your foot on the line and you take a shot. Okay. But Wilt would take a running start because that line was not uh, a factor then. And so, and he'll float to the basket and <laughs> put a little finger roll over into the basket. So, you know, you had a hundred percent chance that you were going to score. So uh, until they then they uh, put this insert this other rule in the invisible line, you can't step over the line until a ball make contact with the basket. So, uh, uh, but uh, Will Will was an, uh, an extraordinary athlete. He could do so many things. I remember one category. He said, "Well, you know, I'm going to lead the league and assist," and he was just looking to get the ball to people. And he did, and the, I'm gonna lead the lead in lead wow. league in scoring. And then he said, you know, I'm gonna lead the league in rebound. You know, he just so he selective, he uh, but he was a, was a, a, a really truly extraordinary uh, a basketball player, a volleyball player, uh, athlete. And uh, wow. back in Kansas, you know, he was a high jumper, so he. Uh, he was good. Right. Well, very well. Yeah, absolutely. So, Artis, before we let you go, because I know hey, you got to run. I'm question too, Liv, okay, before go. we let him go. All right, before I let you go, I just want you to talk. Well, go ahead and ask your question, because he, he I got a book. And I wanna... Because most people, we a lot of us don't understand, when you guys made that transition from the ABA to the NBA, were you guys happy with that move? I mean, because the ABA, y'all had the fancy balls and – I think somebody asked you that question to one of y'all why you like playing in the league because of the balls, or somebody said that. And the game yeah, was probably me. That was you. Funny, you know, the, it was like uh, the the media was attempting to set you up and uh -huh. you know say something because they were really upset with the fact that the league really had they merged at the time that they that it happened because uh, you know the league when they were apart like that, it really put more pressure on the, uh, on the owners to pay the players more, uh, 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 a better salary. Right. And so uh, when the league came about, there was, the ABA was really struggling. They put, they in, invested a considerable amount of uh, more funds probably in the NBA and the NBA was the most established league and they, 
they had the uh, nice venues, the larger venues to play in, and ABA was playing in, in a number of uh, collegiate uh, uh, facilities. So uh, it, it was a appropriate time and a special time when the, the leagues come, uh, decided to uh, come about and and the, the four expansion teams came in and and you guys remember all four of them, right? There you go. I know you would. You know, Denver, Indianapolis, and then you got the San Antonio Spurs, and of course the Nets. All those four teams came in. Wow. Wow. Well, honest man, you definitely, you know, I think you you gave our listeners some knowledge. Uh, we're gonna do two things. I want you to talk about what today's athletes so if i had a little son or somebody i'm teaching what do you think they need to uh work on to be a successful basketball player uh, and then i want you to talk about your book and then we'll we will let you go oh great 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 you know uh what I, the, the most important thing that i would share with the the young young athletes developing you know the the first thing is knowledge, knowledge, and that's in academics, basketball, or whatever. If you have the knowledge, you'll be able to make really good decisions. And that's, and that's part of the game. And you, with the knowledge, you know when to really push yourself and get to the point, or reach a point where you're providing the maximum of your potential. You know, and so the most uh, important thing that I would emphasize to kids Young kids, get yourself, you're mentally prepared. You, you get it between the two ears, that's where it starts. And then the rest is, you know, it's going to be history. You, you're going to realize and understand what you have to do to prepare yourself to be uh, an athlete, be competitive. Uh, that's at uh, the collegiate, uh, high school level, that's at the collegiate le uh, level, that's at, and at the next level, professionally. But it, first of all, they start uh, uh, up, upstairs. Wow. Wow. Now let's talk about that wonderful book, man, because I'm definitely going to get me a copy of the book. So um, talk a little bit about the book. Is it released yet? When is it coming out? And how can they oh, get it? Yeah. Oh, yes. We, we're a little over a year. Last May, we released it. Here comes the A-Train. Okay. Uh, and uh, it, it's, uh, it's it's pretty special. Uh, you know, and I worked on it for, well, with some, some colleagues. We worked on this book for quite a while and we trying to determine what we wanted to do and how we, the way I wanted to present it. But there's a number of things that's, the most important thing is, is kind of a, somewhat of an author in a, in a book. Uh, the, the interesting things about a book is that people are looking, not necessarily fans, but they're looking for the most, looking for negative things. Right. And that's one thing that I try to, and negative, that's what sells. I mean, that really moves things. Mm -hmm. and, and that was, I mean, there is a considerable amount of a history that I wanted to share, but I, for the most part, I wanted to stay away from all of that mm -hmm. and, and just sell, put together, talk about, you know, some of the things that, uh, that I was, um, able to uh, uh, make the transition from as a young kid struggling going uh, growing up until you know making a quick step and, and when I say quick steps uh, transition from 
the collegiate level to the NBA because most of my counterparts, you know, I, you know, I like just to say for an example, Lou Alcindor, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, all those guys. He grew up in New York City and he Powell Memorial High School, and he mm-hmm. was able to uh, uh, get uh, a, a good start and good people looking after him. Uh, and you know, uh, he, he said, you know, shared with me once that his idol was uh, was Jackie Robinson. He was encouraging him to him and persuaded him to leave New York City, where everybody thought that he was going to go uh, to, you know, from St. John's, you know, because mm-hmm. he was the greatest player in the history of New York, the most well-known uh, athlete. And he decided to go uh, all the way out west to UCLA because Jackson Robinson encouraged him. Wow. But then reflecting back to Artie Skillmore, the A-Train book, you know, I didn't have those uh, those little steps in front of me. But so anyways, I just touched on a couple of things and didn't talk about, you know, some of the basic what I've observed from other players like, you know, Michael Jordan. And, and so in other words, I kept, sort of keep, keep it as simple. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's the point that I wanted to make. And hopefully that whomever are able to pick up the book and read it, you know, that's what they'll be able to take away from it. Yeah. And artists, that's, that's awesome, man, because I'm the same way. I think the same way. It's so, so, negative you know negativity do sales and 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 to me it's sad you know because it's a lot of good things out there got a lot of good people out there that want to share good stories but the media sometimes they 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 poke they poke they poke until they get that negativity out of you and then make it into something and then now you got beef with you know other players or what have you but no i'm definitely going to get the book um and and i really enjoy you know you coming on our show today uh, sharing some knowledge. We know you had to go. Uh, so we tried to get as much as we could in there. And uh, it, whenever you, you know, want to come back and join us, you know, feel free. Um, I would love, we'd love to have you come back on if you can, you know, one day and just talk a little bit more, a little bit more about the history, you know, the history of, you know, the basketball, how, you know, the blacks, you know, had to inter- integrate themselves. Yeah. You know, into oh, that. Man, absolutely. I, I'd be more than happy, uh, Marcus, uh, uh, and that's that's an incredible story that you know we're 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 looking at uh, evolutionary, especially since COVID nineteen has come in, it's brought a, a a considerable amount of attention, especially in the minority communities, and and that's you know that's where we want to you know we're trying to move mm-hmm. things forward, and uh, and it's the, the process is 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 it's a challenge, you know. Uh, you know, I said if my father was alive today, mm-hmm. he would be a, on July 7th, he would be 120 years old. So he's right on that borderline, you know, of me being a descendant not that far from slavery, you know, right. and, and growing up in a little small town uh, uh, in, in Chipley, Florida. Certainly, um, you know, we, we experienced an awful lot, you know, considering uh, the, the uh, divide between race and and cross the track you live across the track you don't go over there right yeah 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 so um absolutely so yeah just look forward to come back and yeah just let us just let it let's let me know whenever and then we'll do a part two and then that part two will be us talking about that segue uh so again man appreciate you uh for coming on mr artist gilmore uh to all our listeners 
We had a good one, man. The eight train. The last right, Bobby. Thank you. First, All right. The first NBA player I ever met, man. Give it up to my man, boy. Chicago State Summer League. Love you, um, Bobby, man. Absolutely, guys. Be All safe, right, Bobby. Big bro. All right. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Man, hey, I love Bobby Gilmore, though. G. Straight up. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first player I ever met. First NBA player I ever met, man. I, Hey, straight up, man. He was so humble, though, Liv. Man, what you talking about, dude? This is all ball Chicago. This well, this how we do it, man. We do it like this, man. So uh, uh, a straight legend, Hall of Famer. Uh, you you heard him talk, man. Like the things that he accomplished, the things that he did. He's so humble, though. You, you can oh, hear it. Yeah, he's just so humble. And I just was in awe, man, just about looking at those stats, you know, when I, when I told him those stats, man, and then he said, Dr. J was right behind him. Like, wow, man. Like, and he Julia. said it was a guy behind him. I, uh, you think you might know his name, Julius. Right, <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I remember the ABA, the announcer asked him that. He was like, why do you guys like the ABA? He said, because uh, uh, of the ball. ball. <laughs> <laughs> that red, white, blue <laughs> ball, man. But but also, man, you know, back in the day, that ABA was more flashier and all that, you know. Yeah. So that a, that NBA needed that. You know, the, the, you know, even though the NBA, the ABA was struggling, like he said, but the NBA needed that, you know, yeah. to change that flavor, you know. So, uh, man, big ups to artists, man, for doing this thing and putting it down uh, for a very long time. And shout, out to, shout out to the positivity that he preached, you know, the same thing that you be always talking about. You don't have to always do the negative stuff, oh, you know. Man, no. You get more bees with honey, baby. That's right. That's right. So, we man, we have Chicago, man. They love it because we keeping it positive and we're not going negative, man. If you no, want to get this negative, catch us at the barn grill. All right. So let's give our uh, shout outs before we get up out of here, man. Uh, uh, let me see who we got. Uh, James Hollins, Chris Williams. I kind of switched over. We had, it was quite a few people on here checking us out. Okay. I kind of switched over from the live stream to, to my uh, watch. But, man, straight up, man, thanks, everybody, for watching it, man. I wish we could have had Otis Gilmore a little longer. He was he had a prior engagement, but he gave up his time. Yeah, NBA yeah he did. Yeah, yeah, that he did. Smith, he got it. Is it a head? Do they put their head in there in the Naismith? Man, yeah, man, the dude is a Hall of Famer, man. He's 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 good. He's, so he's good. In there, do they have a picture of your head? I mean, a, a statue of your head? How do they do it? Yeah, they got they got everybody whoever was a Hall of Famer. They got your your statue. They got your head, you know, shot right there, man. And and it's wow. going to be forever imprinted, you know, in the Hall of Fame. So when you go visit, you see all those players that came before him, all the guys that got inducted that year. So it's it's a beautiful thing, man. If you got kids, man, definitely go check it out. I think uh, what big, is it, Massachusetts, right? Big yeah, big shout out to Kevin, Jim. Uh, thank Demetria. You know, he's always with us. Uh, checking us out, man. So, man, we just want to appreciate you guys. Continue, continue to support us. And, uh, man, it's all ball Chicago all day. This is – and Brian, Jermaine, I see you. Uh, Jermaine Gonzalez, hey, what's up, my man? So, uh, Dennis Johnson uh, joined us, man. So, we had some people come in and chime in and, and, and enjoy it. You guys can rewind the show, too, because we're going to – uh, put it back out there on YouTube too. So make sure you go subscribe to our YouTube channel, All Ball Chicago. Uh, but another good one, Bob. Gilmore, 
Hey, where else, where else you gonna meet artists at, y'all? Where, where, where else you gonna meet him at? Only on All Bar Chicago, you, man. You, y'all didn't even know he was still around like that. <laughs> I mean, I consider him, uh, you know, real quick before we get up out of here, I'll put him in the same breath as Lou Alcinda, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Will Chamberlain, I mean, all of them, man. Bob Lanier. You can't mention those guys without mentioning Artis Gilmore. And that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. No, no question, man. I mean, sh- <laughs> he shot, man, one, I think one year he had to shoot almost 70%. Yeah, it was 67 to be exact, Liz. Okay. 67. Okay, so. We were dunking every damn ball. <laughs> but, 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 you, but you heard what I said when I was talking about how he was just you know, aggressive on both ends. Like, I got to get these rebounds. I got to get my points. And, right. man, you just don't see that. You don't see that hunger no more on, on both ends. You know, like, 22 rebounds a game, man, in college, he averaged? Come on, dude. Right. right. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> so, man, another good one, Bob, man. And uh, It was a short one, but we, we'll be back, though. This is the shortest one we ever had, but it was a good one, though. Yeah, man, but he he dropped he dropped some knowledge within that that short time though, and that's that's more important to me to get the points across and and just jibber jabbing all day, uh, kind of like what we're doing now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's get up out of here, man. You have a good uh, weekend, man. I know. Uh, brother, be safe out there in uh, Florida, man. Love you, man. Be good, man. Love y'all, ball Chicago. Hey, swing over to Believe Podcast Network. Uh, download all our shows, man. Go to YouTube, subscribe to our page, and uh, we're finna drop some new stuff next week. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, all right big fella. Holla at you, man. Otis Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. One love. All about Chicago. Uh, Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.